Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched the F-Word U.S. series episode 10, which saw the Church Ladies versus the Extinguishers. Spoilers ahoy if you haven't watched this episode yet don't want to find out who won in this face-off, then go watch the episode before continuing this podcast. Alright, so, they were cooking sesame-crusted tuna. Uh, again, I think for the fourth week now, they were able to add their own flair, their own flavor, to the dish. Uh, the church ladies, who didn't have to have their her team name on their, on their, um, on their jackets to be called that. Is it, like, just looking at them, it's, like, obvious these ladies know each other from church and volunteer together and just spend all of their time together doing church stuff. Um, but, uh, anyway, they, 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 they modify their dish uh, with a hot mango sauce, Hawaiian rice, and yeah, uh, to, to, uh, supplement, no, they replaced their noodles with the Hawaiian rice. Uh, Gordon Ramsay's recipe has some sobe noodles, something like that. I didn't write down the specific type of noodles. The extinguishers, on the other hand, who have known each other for 16 years, they work at a firehouse, they are firefighters, uh, maybe, maybe not all of them are specifically firefighters. They all work there. Maybe one of them is just a, a manager. Doesn't actually go out and fight. No, that, that's not a thing. They all fight the fires, don't they? I don't know. I've never been in a fi- I've never been in a firehouse. I've seen it, like, on, on Mr. Rogers' episodes. And, uh, that's, that's about it. It's about it. Maybe, I, maybe I saw something more... Uh, a little bit more detail at some point, but anyhow, anyhow, they do gluten-free noodles because one of their team, he, uh, is gluten-averse. That's not a thing. That is a thing. That's not what you call it, but, uh, he, he can't eat gluten, so they figure, hey, let's, let's make that part of the twist. And also crab wontons. Uh, this turned out to be a big mistake, However, however, we're skipping forward a little bit. We're, we're, uh, we'll talk about the, the next segment and shortly. Uh, at the, the 10 dish check-in, church ladies had 10 out of 10. Amazing. The extinguishers only had 6 out of 10, and it was because of those noodles. Boo, boo noodles. Rubbery, gummy, gross said four of those customers, and so they changed it up and went back to the original recipe. They still had the crab wontons, that was their own, and they also had changed up uh, kind of the sauce that was on those noodles and vegetables. Um, so, we'll get to, well, did, did that have an effect? Did that give them the desired edge they needed to make a comeback? We'll find out. Uh, first, Kate Beckinsale, who I realize now that I, I don't know what she's, she's been in at all. Uh, I think I'm probably thinking of another Kate, 
in films, when I hear that name, I I don't know. I didn't look up her IMDb or anything like that, but I guess she's in a new film with Pierce Brosnan called Something. There's also another film that's mentioned later on that also has no title, <laughs> apparently. But uh, anyway, uh, I guess on her Instagram, she she arranges her vegetables into um, uh, genitalia imagery. So they talk about that for a second. Okay. So uh, she, they talk about how she was uh, a waitress, or rather a server, for approximately two days. And uh, the problem was that uh, it was mostly wiping up, not uh, the expected bringing stuff out for people. And so she didn't like it. And she also got an acting job that didn't made it unnecessary to continue to to make made it unnecessary to continue the the server job. Anyway, Gordon Ramsay uh, challenges her challenges her to clear a table, not actually clear a table, but pull a tablecloth out from under a set table. All of the food. Okay, they had their dishes from the competitors in the kitchen on this table that they're pulling the, the tablecloths out of. What what happens to, if they totally mess those up? Uh, does that affect the count? Does that affect the, uh, the votes for those dishes? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, and we also don't know whose dishes got messed up, because she spills two of them to have the four on that table just go all over the floor. Um, it seemed as though it was a prank, that Gordon Ramsay just wasn't going to do it at all. He, like, started to do it and let her completely crash and burn doing it. Uh, but then he actually did it, and it, it worked. So, um, good job, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, whenever he challenges someone, he obviously has the upper hand, and he does everything he can to win. So, I... I don't know. I don't know if this is a guy we, we should be rooting for. Uh, as I said, Church Ladies had 10 out of 10, and The Extinguishers had 6 out of 10. Um, next up, we had Patrick McMurray, an oyster-shucking world record holder for shucking the most oysters in 60 seconds, also known as one minute. Uh, world Guinness World Record adjudicator Kelly comes, uh, appears on the show to adjudicate this attempt on live television to break the record of 39 shucked oysters. A couple of caveats that they uh, have to be edible so they can't fall on the floor. And also other things. There are other specific things that they uh, could get disqualified for. Um, Okay, so in the past, we've had Michael adjudicate these things, uh, so I can only assume that Michael just got sick of Gordon Ramsay's crap, it's like, I'm not doing this anymore, he keeps throwing flour on me, I mean, that wasn't as bad as when he smashed eggs on me, I'm, I'm sick of this, get one of our other people out there to do it, um, if it's, if it's a lady, is probably less likely to do something mean, so uh, it's a win-win for everybody. And that assumption was correct. <laughs> My assumption of his assumption is correct, that Gordon Ramsay did not splash 
shucked oysters all over Adjudicator Kelly. So that that was good. That was good. It's a step in the right direction of not abusing these Guinness World Record adjudicators. Anyway, at 39 shucked oysters to beat, he only got 35. But still, hashtag but still, world record holder as he had set that original record of 39 in the first place. So uh, it's a, it's a lose-win situation, really. I guess, I mean, that's that's the most common situation that there is, is a lose-win, unless it's, uh, unless it's one of the other two kinds. So, let's move on to uh, the, uh, another check-in. Both teams had served 32 dishes. Church ladies, 25 were happy to pay. That's 78% success rate. And... Having switched up to the original noodles, the, one that, the ones that do not need to be gluten-free, the extinguishers bumped their uh, success rate up to 75%. 24 out of 32, only one dish behind the church ladies. Fantastic. Fantastic comeback. So far. So far. Then we had Wayne Brady... In the kitchen, uh, in a pre-taped segment, blind lesson, cooking uh, scallops, and, well, he sang a little bit about how awful the cooking was going, and then we saw how awful the cooking was going. (laughs) He holds out his dish, um, and he hadn't even used a plate. It was like on a frying pan or something. Corn's like, what? Where's your plate? Where's the plate. What are you even doing? What are you doing? Don't ever cook again. This is ridiculous. And it was it was a very, very sad pl- looking plate as well. Uh, also, we had Ice Cube, who was there with Kenyon Martin and Rashad McCar... Mc- Mc- oh, man. What's his last name? I wrote it down really badly. I'm, I'm bad with basketball players. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, they're there to talk about the big three, which sounds friggin' awesome. And I had no idea it existed. It's a three-on-three league with, like, uh, retired guys, Hall of Famers, All-Stars, uh, other, other types of basketball players who are no longer playing in the NBA. It sounds like so, so much fun, and it's like exactly, it's, it's kind of like, it's a three-on-three league. I think I already said that, maybe. But, and uh, it's just a it, rapid fire, it sounds like. And similar, kind of similar to like arena football in a way, sort of. Um, it, yeah, I, I want to check it out. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a way to watch at least highlights on YouTube. Um, but uh, the full games... I'll check those out if I can find them. Uh, and then they also had ice cube ice cubes there. His face was were on the ice cubes in the, the drinks they were having. Uh, and then we had a teaser for next week, David Beckham versus Gordon Ramsay in the final celebrity challenge. And I thought, as they were talking about that, I was like, when have we had any other of these? And I realized they were talking about these segments in the celebrities' kitchens most of the time, it being a, a blind lesson, uh, 
what all these are obviously stacked in Gordon Ramsay's favor. If it's the same kind of thing, then yeah, Gordon Ramsay's going to win because he's it's it's all stacked in his favor. Not like there's a prize or anything, but it's pretty much guaranteed to to make whoever's cooking look kind of silly, and uh, and therefore have a lot of fun, I guess. So. We'll see. It seemed a lot more serious than those segments have been so far. But it is David Beckham, which is a big deal, I suppose. Um, he had some... This this might be my favorite. My favorite moment of the show is that we had some highlights from uh, of the kitchen from throughout the night. And uh, the, the extinguisher's sous chef is like, Firefighters, come on! come on! He points over to the counter, and there's a rag just sitting there on fire. And then one of the guys just, uh, no big deal, just goes over and picks it up. Uh, I don't know what he did with it after that, it cut away, but um, he, he was unconcerned. If ever there was a video example of the state of being unconcerned, that clip was it. It was fantastic. It's like, you're fire. You just hear it in his voice. Like, you, your job is to extinguish fires. What are you doing? There's a fire right there. Extinguish it. That's, it's your name, the extinguishers. Anyway, we had the results of the night. And the pay, the payoff, the, uh, the changeup of the, the noodles paid off for the extinguishers because they were able to mount a comeback. They gained another three dishes to beat the church ladies 39 to 37. Awesome comeback. We finally learned. Maybe he did. Now that I think about it, I think he did say this in the very first episode that he would just choose who would be in the finale. Um, but I, I've been waiting for further clarification. How is that? What is that choosing process? Is there another round of competition? No, there isn't. He just two, cho- is going to choose two teams, and they will compete. Uh, who will those two teams be? I don't know because, like, the first four or five teams did really bad. The winning teams were not. They, they did not, none of the teams did well. So the winning teams, even though they won, did not do great. They got like 20 out of 50, all that. And that was because they were following Gordon Ramsay's specific recipe, um, not putting their own twist on it or anything. So I don't know if that's a factor in it. Um, if that's the case, none of the first half of the season uh, would make it in if it's based solely on how many dishes they got, but they're, they're operating under a completely different set of rules. Not completely different, but, you know, uh, different elements to, to highlight what they do, uh, or not highlight what they do. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be, um, Assassin Class and, uh, yeah, Assassin Class and the Extinguishers, I think would go, end up going head to head, perhaps. Um, or the, the, the team from the week before that, I can't even remember their name. They were the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or something. I don't know. Anyhow, I'm excited to see what happens in the finale. Uh, Beckham versus Ramsey. The two 
teams handpicked out of the ten teams that won. Uh, it seems that seems kind of unfair. There should have been another round of competition. There should have there should have been eight teams or eight episodes, and then four, and then two uh, to narrow it down again, and then the final two. I I don't know. I don't know why was it only eleven weeks. I guess the sum, summer is like exactly over now. But anyhow, we'll see what happens in episode eleven. Also, eleven episodes. Yeah, it's a weird number of episodes to have in a season, but that's how they did it, and we just have to live with that. Uh, episode eleven coming up. The grand finale. Who will win a hundred thousand dollars? It's uh, whoever he picks has a fifty-fifty chance. Right now, they all they each have a ten percent chance, but then automatically he just picks the two people who have a fifty-fifty chance. I don't think that's very fair. I don't think that's very fair. Maybe it is very fair. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see what happens next on episode 11. I'm excited. Let me know what you thought about this episode and what you're excited about in the finale by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back for episode 11 as I've said several times before. Bye!